the game is over, but we're just getting started. You're listening to The Fifth Quarter, presented by Twitch on the Raiders Podcast Network. Well, Raider Nation, a tough one at Allegiant Stadium. Eddie Pascal here, and we are fired up to bring you the fifth quarter. And we have a special version of the fifth quarter day. And all the editions of the fifth quarter are special. We feel good about them. We love them all. Obviously, tonight we're not going to love too much what we're talking about, but we are very excited because we got a new friend of the program in the house, my man Roshaker22 here live and in person. And Roshaker, we're going to break everything down that we saw from the game. A tough day for the old silver and black. A very tough day. A tough day when, frankly, they needed to have their best day. And Derek Carr and company, unfortunately, were not able to do that. But we're going to talk about the game. We're going to get to all of that. We're going to get to Travis Kelsey feasting. We're going to get to the, uh, the problems of this offense. What the next six, seven, eight weeks look like for the silver and black. But let's start here, man. You're in a legion. We got you here in the house. First time in this beautiful stadium right off the strip. So let me start here, man. First off, thank you so much for joining us. But what did you think of this palace that we're in? Oh, my goodness. This is such a beautiful stadium. I mean, all the fans, it was electrifying to see the torch, to see Charles Woodson on the field and, you know, his induction. It was amazing. I really love the atmosphere. And, you know, I got to thank the Raiders again for having me here and, you know, sporting a Rose Shocker 22 jersey. It was, it's just amazing. So Impeccable. I, so I got to give you a little bit of grief, though, right? So we kind of had like our pre-production call earlier this week. And you told me that you were going to wear a Trent Sieg jersey because you are a proud member of the special teams army, just like me. And I see you today, and you look fantastic. You're in the 22. But the name on the back does not say Sieg, brother. It doesn't say Sieg. And my guy, Trent Sieg, who is also a fellow Twitch streamer, um, I was going to rep him today, but I saw a Rose Shocker on the back of the jersey, and I just couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. <laughs> Fair enough. I can't, and look, I can't blame you. And you look, Charles Woodson's in the house. You mentioned the great one here. And look, everything... Before the start of the game was fantastic. The energy was high. Charles is in the house. He's addressing the crowd. Everyone's going crazy. We were talking about it up in the press box where Charles gets the people going, right? He has yes. the Raiders chant, and you hear it, and you hear that thundering ovation. And we were like, man, the guys in the locker room right now just got to be feeling it, ready to go to work. And really, the game started out pretty well yeah. for the Las Vegas Raiders. But unfortunately, it was just something they were not able to sustain. And I'm looking at kind of the, the rundown that we were talking about earlier. And the way that this game started... Not great, but the Raiders fall down early. They're able to tie the game at seven apiece. From there, though, it just it kind of went off the rails. It went off the rails in a big way, really, towards the end. And I think the score of the game, the final score, we're looking at 41-17, not good. Yeah. But we'll talk about the good. We'll talk about the bad. We'll talk about the in-between. If I were to say, all right, man, the Raiders lost tonight because, what are you going with? If you were to say it like that, it was just a, a lack of execution. Um, you know, we everyone already knows we're lacking a deep threat. And, you know, we brought in Deshaun Jackson, but it's only been a week. He still hasn't learned the whole, the place, you know, play calling, you know, the plays and different things like that. And so everyone's pressing us, you know, they know to stop the run game. Everyone knows we want to get Josh Jacobs involved. The Chiefs did a great job at doing that. And it forced Derek Carr to really just, you know, check down to Waller, Renfro at that time. And, you know, when everything is up front and there's no threat of a deep threat, you know, it really makes us a one-dimensional team. 
you know, you look at this too, and I'm, I'm looking at Josh's line right now here. Seven carries for 16 yards. Yeah. And the past couple games, the past two games, one a win, one a loss, the Raiders had really got that run game going. Yes. Back-to-back games of north of 100 yards on the ground. Everything seemed to be going in the right direction. The offensive line is gelling. And frankly, I don't think the offensive line played too terrible tonight. Yeah. But you look at it, and the, we were seeing the numbers on the ground. We were seeing those consistent big gains, big power runs on the ground. Tonight, not so much. I mean, you look at Josh, like I said, 16 yards. Derek Carr is your leading rusher. And look, I like Derek Carr a lot. I think he's an incredible <laughs> quarterback. But we're not going to win a lot of football games if Derek Carr is your leading no, rusher, right? No. And, you know, how often do you see Josh Jacobs averaging 2.3 yards not per often. carry? Not often. Not often. Never, never. So and that's the thing. You know, if we can break off big runs, and that's what I was hoping we was going to do against the Chiefs, you know, kind of control the time of possession, control the clock, keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands, normally you're looking good. But we just couldn't get that going today. You know, you look in that first half in particular, and, and it seemed like Rich Passaccia and Ole, like they really wanted to establish that balance. And yeah. this is something we talk about on the show a lot, whether it's with our pal Jason Fitz, our man D. Penn, whoever it is. We talk about balance and the importance of balance. And really, like I said, especially in that first half, it really felt like that's what the Raiders were trying to do, to be even in the way they attack, to establish that run early, and then let Derek Cook off of the power run. And unfortunately, it just didn't happen tonight. And I think you got to give the Chiefs a ton of credit. Yeah. I think in a way, if you win a game by, I'm terrible at math, Ray, we lose by 27 tonight. Is that what the number we're looking at? Yeah, Ray's, eh, Ray's is 27. <laughs> Call it 27. If you win a game by 27, excuse me, lose a game by 27, you have to give credit where it's due. And the Chiefs were the better team tonight. They played the better football game, and they took away what the Raiders wanted to do best. And we were talking about it a second ago. The Raiders wanted to be able to run the ball. They wanted to limit the chances that Pat Mahomes had. And look, Pat Mahomes is a beast. We saw it. I'm looking at his line right now. Pat ends the day 35 of 50 for 406 yards and five touchdowns. One, two, three, four, count them, five touchdowns. And look, we heard all this stuff coming into this game. Oh, the, you know, the Chiefs, they're, they're not the Chiefs of yesteryear. Oh, you know, they're, they're still trying to work things out. Uh, I'm looking at 406 yards, bro, and I think they figured it out. <laughs> yeah, they came ready. Sunday night football, rivalry game. The Chiefs definitely came ready, definitely came prepared. And like you said, they beat us in all facets of the game, offense, defense, our special teams looked good in the beginning when we forced that fumble, and it looked like, okay, we got momentum going into it. But, yeah, in the second half, even in special teams, they defeated us there too. You know, I'm, I'm looking at that. We take a 30-second timeout and talk about friend of the program, AJ Cole, just laying the wood yeah. and forcing a fumble. Oh, and I, yes. this made me so happy for a number of reasons. One, all these guys know how much I love AJ. AJ's my guy. And AJ got lit up last week, and it's, it's a disgrace that they didn't, either, they didn't call a flag or that dude yes. didn't get tossed. Yes. And also, I'm pretty sure that that dude didn't even get fired for going high on AJ. Regardless, I digress. We fast forward to this week, and AJ's in space, one-on-one. Here he comes. What are you going to do, AJ Cole? You going to make a play? Boom. Lays the wood, force fumble, Raiders recover. And you did feel at that point the momentum is changing. At that point, it's a 7-7 ball game. Can the Raiders take advantage? Can they take advantage of this gift that the Chiefs do not give very often? Yes. And unfortunately, the answer was no. Yeah. And that's the thing. You know, you get something like that when your punter just lays the wood. And you even see him on the sideline. Yeah, he's flexing. flexing. Yeah, yes. man. And you think, okay, this is it. Let's go. Let's ride it. And like you said, we just couldn't do it. Yeah, and it's, you know, like I said, I think in a game like this, you have to give the Chiefs a ton of credit because they took away the run, and you look at Darren Waller, four catches for 24 yards. One of those catches comes in garbage time at the end. Darren Waller was essentially a non-factor in this game. And for all of the strife, tribulation, whatever you want to call it, on this team, the one thing that we knew going into this game 
the one thing that we will continue to know throughout the rest of the season is that Darren Waller is the de facto number one wide receiver on this team. Before everything happened that happened two weeks ago, whatever it was, there was no doubt that Darren Waller was the number one weapon on this offense. Darren Waller will continue to be that. Yes. And the Chiefs said, look, man, if we lose tonight, it's not going to be because of Darren Waller. And they, like I said, man, give him credit because he essentially was absent for three quarters of that game through no fault of his own. That's true. Give the Chiefs credit. Honey Badger was on him like her white on rice. Just it's crazy. Um, and it just made it easier for the Chiefs to play defense on the other receivers. I mean, it was a lot of man press. Our receivers couldn't get open. And, you know, Honey Badger played really good on Waller. And it just made it hard for Carr to even look for anything. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. You look at Derek, 25 of 35, 261 yards, sacked twice, two touchdowns and a pick. And, you know, it, it was, I think it's fair to say, the kind of uncharacteristic Derek performance today. And, look, yeah. it doesn't help when you're, you know, down as much as you are. The Chiefs end the game on a 24 nothing run. Like, yeah. you're at that point, you're chasing the game, yeah. right? Like, you, a lot of the things that, that happen, you're now chasing the game. You can't stay in your offense. You can't be who you want to be you got to figure out a way to put points on the board and, and do it quick, fast, and in a hurry. But, man, it was, a, uh, it was an impressive game, an impressive game from the Chiefs. And, really, we talked about it kind of at the top. This is a game that the Raiders had to have. Yes. Now, by no means is this season over, right? The Raiders are 5-4. and four. Obviously, you, you feel like you could be a little bit better than that. You feel like you should be uh, at least 6-3. and three. You feel like in a perfect world, right, you would have won this game as well. But yeah. it's just tough. And, and by no means is this season over. But this is one of those games, a division game, a primetime game. It felt going into it, especially after what we saw last week in New Jersey, it felt like this week at home under the bright lights of Allegiant Stadium and the entire NFL world watching, it felt like we were going to get the best version of the Raiders. And unfortunately, we just didn't get that. Yeah, and you think, you know, this game, they could just ride the momentum going into, you know, Cincinnati. And then, you know, Thanksgiving against the Cowboys. Like, we have some really crucial games coming up. This game would have been a really big game to, you know, get a win. And with the Broncos and the Chargers also losing this week, yeah. to be ahead in the division, you know, going to Cincinnati, being a division leader, so... Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about it a lot, and we've really talked about it, you know, more frequently, I would say, over the past two, three weeks, where this is the gauntlet yeah. for your 2021 Raiders. Going on the road, traveling east after the bye, coming home, Pat Mahomes, primetime at home, then you welcome in the Chiefs, excuse me, not the Chiefs, the Bengals, yes. a Bengals team that is a lot better than they were a year ago, a Bengals team that is a lot better than I think all of us thought they would be at this point. And then uh, it's Washington football team, right, right? And then the Washington football team comes. Or excuse me, no, 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 apologies. We go to Dallas on, Dallas, Dallas on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving yes. and then the Washington football team. That is a tough stretch of football. The Washington football team who beat Tom Brady today. Yeah. So all of a sudden you're looking around, and even before tonight you're like, this is where the 2021 Raiders are going to be defined. This is where we are going to learn who they are, what they are. Can they really take that next step? And like I said, by no means is their season over. Yeah. Look, if this team wins on Senate, they're going to be 6-4 and four and feeling pretty good about themselves. But tonight, this one stings. You feel like this was an opportunity in front of your home crowd to really put your best foot forward. And now, all of a sudden, you're kind of fl you're playing from behind a little bit because, to your point, you had a chance to take hold of the division. You had a chance to really establish yourself and be the lead dog. And now they got to play catch-up. They do. They do. And, you know, it's just one of those things you just – Hope they just look at the tape, learn from it, and, you know, dust it off, move on to the next week. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot of learning opportunities in this game. I'm looking at, at Travis Kelsey, right? Travis Kelsey, who it feels like always just feasts against the silver <laughs> and black. Like, 
I, I don't understand if he if someone from this organization wronged him as a child. Like I don't know what it is. But he goes eight catches for 119 yards. Tyreek Hill, a problem again. Seven catches, 83, and two touchdowns, both before the half. And those dudes, man, like you know coming into this game, those are the guys that are going to eat. Those are the guys that Pat Mahomes wants to get the ball to. And you have to figure out a way to scheme against him and to figure out a way like it, like to what the Chiefs did on Waller. Like if we're going to lose tonight, it's not going to be because of Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Yes, it's so true. And, you know, that's the thing. The way Andy Reid um, just schemes Kelsey, it's just it's, it's masterful. And I would love to see us do the same thing with Waller, you know, maybe do some delay phase, you know, where he's blocking, come off the block, um, you know, just get some separation from him, put the ball in Waller's hands and let him produce. He is a big-time playmaker, big target, but we just got to somehow just find that separation, kind of mix it up. You know, I liked in the second half, even though it was just one pass where they had him in a bubble screen, mm-hmm. and he gained a lot of yards from that. If we can do a little bit more from that, have him on the outside some more, you know, we can really get him going. Yeah, and look, we're looking at tonight's game, and there is, when you lose the way that you lost tonight, there is not one singular play yeah. that is the reason why you lost. Ray's, Ray's, you know, lifting his eyebrows off screen, and I think I know what he's implying, but look, you look at Deshaun Jackson's day, and I don't think there was any expectation that Deshaun Jackson was going to come in here five days, six days after he signed, and get 19 targets yes. for 100 and some odd yards, right? It's just not, not the reality. We look at Deshaun's line today. He gets the one target, the one reception, thumbs up. What happens after the reception, objectively, <laughs> thumbs down. And it was a, I think it's fair to say, a unique fumble. It is one that I don't know if I have seen before. It almost looked like he got turned around and kind of almost like lost his bearing and, and his sense of where the end zone was. Yeah, if you look at that play exactly, um, Honey Badger almost made a good play on it, and when Deshaun caught it, he still didn't really have, like, a good balance with it, and it almost was like, you know, he didn't know if he can just turn and run, and he just slowed up himself, and you thought, you know, he had clear path to the end zone, and he just slowed up, the ball got punched from behind, and you saw what happened there. Yeah, and here's the thing, too, where we look at that, at that moment in this game, three-point game at that point. Deshaun fumbles, Chiefs take the ball over, so they have to settle for a field goal. So that is not the reason this team lost, right? When you lose by 24, like I said, there is not one play that is going to define your game. But I think even trying to keep it positive here, like (laughs) I I think that there is some positive to be found. You saw it especially on on some of those catches to uh, to Brian Edwards where the defense has to respect Deshaun's speed, Yes. right? Like when they throw him out there out wide, you have to respect the fact, yeah, yeah, this dude's 34. Yeah, he's going to be 35 in about two weeks, but he can still flat out run. And if you're Andy Reid and that, and that Chiefs defense, you got to account for him. And I think because of that, we saw that that, that kind of opened things up for Waller and for Brian Edwards. And the numbers are not there, right? Deshaun with the literal single target. But just having him out there as a decoy, it's something he talked to us about earlier this week. He goes like, look, I understand that part of my job for right now is going to be that guy. I have to be a decoy. I have to run my heart out. I have to make the defense respect me and open things up for the rest of my new teammates. And 
Obviously, the only thing everyone is going to remember about tonight is that fumble, that very ill-timed fumble. But I still think if you're a fan of this team, there is reason to be excited. There is reason to be optimistic about what we're going to see from Deshaun over this uh, this next six, seven, eight weeks. And that's the thing. Being a decoy definitely helps. I mean, there was a play out there where they kind of did like a crossers and it opened up Edwards to make a big play mm -hmm. down the middle. You know, if we could just have things like that, you know, it'll definitely help our offense. It will. And, and like I said... This was an uncharacteristic Raiders performance. I, I think that there's a lot of things that go into that. I think, like I said, the Chiefs did an outstanding job in taking away what the, the Raiders wanted to do. I, I think that just the coverage on, on the Chiefs secondary was really good. Darren Waller was not a factor. And, and look, give them credit because on the other side of the ball, Pat Mahomes is rocking, and we talked about it a little bit, right, where there was never a time where the Raiders – I don't think the Raiders led in this game, did they? I'm pretty sure they did, and I'm looking at – it was tied at 7. Chiefs go up 10-7, to 17-7. The closest the Raiders get is 17-14 there in the third quarter. But they never led in this game. No. So from jump, they were literally playing from behind, and I think that at some point with an offense as good as the Kansas City offense is, that just comes back to bite you. It does. If you cannot have a lead to where now we can run the ball, control the time of possession, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. You know, your defense is going to be gassed, having to be on the field for a long time. And you look early on, too. The Chiefs, it wasn't like they were throwing bombs and scoring on three or four plays. It sustained was drives. sustained yep. drives. And that really wears on your defense. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at this, and the Chiefs win time of possession by nearly 11 minutes. Oh, yeah, right? You're not going to win games yeah, like that. Yeah, nearly 11 minutes. That, that's tough. And I think there are a lot of also self-inflicted wounds on this Raiders offense, excuse me, this Raiders team in general today. I think if memory serves, there were four penalties on yes. third down. And those are killers, man. Like, it is so hard to get the Chiefs to third down in general, and you got it. You can't do anything to make it easier on them. And the Raiders did that routinely tonight. Yes. And offensively, they took themselves from third and shorts, and they put themselves in the short third and mediums. And it just, it, it was just one of those nights where the recipe for disaster was like everything was there, man. We had all the ingredients. You had the penalties. You had the turnovers. You had Pat Mahomes back in his bag. Like everything that essentially could have gone, I don't want to say wrong, but could have gone in a non-Raiders way seemed to go to go that way tonight. It's so true. Um, you talk about third downs. Um, the Chiefs converted third downs like like just – the completion percentage was just amazing. Uh, we had a hard time converting on third downs ourselves. Ugh, one of nine. Yeah. One of nine on third down. The Chiefs on the other side of things, nine for 15. And candidly, they didn't really need to convert a lot of those third downs over that over that final 15 minutes. No, it's so true. And then, you know, even defensively, you know, we, we sent the four-man rush. We couldn't get any pressure on Mahomes. You saw uh, they tried to bring in a little blitz, but when we do that, quick dump off and we was just giving up gas. Yeah, man, there, there was a there was an answer for everything tonight. For yeah. every chess move that Ole and Basacha and Gus played, Andy Reid and the boys had a counter move to it and, and it really did feel I mean we talked about it where the Raiders never led in this game. But it felt like they had chances to get in the game, to get back in this game. And we were talking about this is a was it a three point game in the third quarter. But there were just it, it was just not there for them tonight. And I think what's disappointing is that you look at the way that this team was beat 
they were just beat so soundly this evening, which I, which I think is tough. Um, yeah. Like I said, especially on a primetime game, you know you're coming home. You haven't played in this building in a couple of weeks because of the bye. These fans here were crazy. They were ready to rock. And unfortunately, they just didn't get, didn't get the best version of the 2021 Raiders. No, we didn't. And, you know, like you said, it was electrifying tonight. Everybody was ready. And, yeah. I, w I would hope that we could have put together, like, you know, some little trick plays or, you know, something that's outside the use. You know, we're playing in a big-time rivalry Sunday night football game, and we just wasn't ready. No, and I think, like I said, man, I think that is the most disappointing part where we were talking about it up in the box where if this team loses 41-38, on a last second 52 yard field goal. Does that suck? Yeah, yeah, dude, it does. But you can at least feel like, hey, we were right there. And there's no such thing as moral victories in the NFL. But there are losses that feel okay. And then there are losses like tonight where you're like, dude, it's gonna it's gonna be a long couple days. And, and look, this team is gonna be ready to go. The one thing I know about Rich Passaccia, uh, you look at the hand that he has been dealt over the past month. I mean, this is a dude who's gonna have this team ready to go Sunday afternoon. We come back here in just a week to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. But it is gonna be a rough couple days, man. It is not gonna be a lot of fun to go watch that film uh, tomorrow on Wednesday. It's gonna be rough, but like you said, Rich Passaccia will have everyone ready to play. The leadership with Derek Carr, that's one thing you know, you normally say, I know we talked about this last week about Derek Carr normally doesn't have back-to-back -back bad games, yeah. but I could see him turning around. The Gus Bradley's going to have the defense ready. We're going to look a lot better next week. Yeah, and, and look, man, I'm looking at the AFC West standings right now. The Chiefs are, are the lead dog right now. Tonight's game was for sole possession of first place in the AFC West, which stings even more that the Raiders yeah. weren't able to kind of put their best foot forward. The Chiefs are six and four. The Chargers of the Raiders, excuse me, the Chargers and the Raiders are five and four, and the Broncos are five and five. So as crazy as it sounds, and as disappointing as tonight was, there is a lot of football left for the 2021 Raiders. Right? You are a game out of first place. You still have everything to play for, but you need to you need to turn this around real quick. And I know we have the 17 games this year, but you got to turn this around real quick, and you got to start peaking in November. We heard from Gus Bradley this week about the importance of playing your best football in November into December. The weather is turning cold, not so much here in Las Vegas, thankfully, but the weather is turning cold. You really need to start building if you want to make a postseason run. And even at 5-4, and four, with two losses in a row now, this is a team, as crazy as it sounds, coming off a 41-14 loss to a division rival, this is a team that on paper is still built for the postseason. Everything they want is still ahead of them, right? Is today a bummer? Absolutely. Is tomorrow going to be a not-so-great day at the office? 100%. Yes. But everything that this team wants is still there. If they, and like I said, if they handle business at home a week from today against Joe Burrow and the Bengals, you're sitting at 16-4, and, and you, are, you are feeling a, a lot different, and you are singing a very different tune. Definitely. And, you know, like you said, we got good veterans in place that would definitely have the team ready. Um, we get this win next week. Everything's going to look different. You know, we got a little momentum going into Thanksgiving. And anything can happen on a Thanksgiving day. That's right. And look, it's a week-to-week it's a week -week league. I think that we have seen that in a big way in 2021. Some of the, some of the results that we see every Sunday, you leave you scratching your head. Like, how did this team beat that team? <laughs> they went on the road. Who went on the road and beat who? Like, look, it, 2021 has been bizarre. It has yes. been great for the league because you're always like, oh, that really happened? But the beauty of it, and outside of being entertaining, is it feels like everyone is alive. I don't know if we have kind of that prototypical elite team this year, which, you know, I'm sure some people don't like. 
but I really enjoy because you have so many people still in the mix, so many teams. And look, over the next six, seven, eight weeks, we are going to find, we are going to see who those quote unquote elite teams are. And those are the ones that are going to make some noise come, uh, come 2022. It makes it a lot of fun. I mean, you got people throwing, oh, this person's MVP this week. Oh, this person's not doing right? it. This person's MVP. You just never know. Any given Sunday is the term that's always thrown out there. And it's, it's, it's been like that this year. Yeah, it really has, man. And so for those of us who are, those of you who are listening to the podcast, this is the, or the audio version of the podcast. Uh, this is a lot of fun for us because this is the first time that we are taking the show live on Twitch. Um, this is something we're very, very excited about. This is something that has been a long time coming. And there's a lot of people that helped us get to this point. But because of that, we have like the chat feature, right? I'm a, I'm a Twitch newbie. So what's yes. going on there, Roshaku? Do we have anything of note in the chat? So right now in the chat, we got everybody going crazy. Um, is there anyone out there that have a question that they would like to throw out there? But we got 8,000 people rocking in the we chat We got 8,000 right people rocking with us? Yes, yes. Oh, man. We got stacks. It is We got insane. stacks right now. <laughs> hey, who can I shout out, man? Who's in the chat right now? This is fun. Let's see. We got Trap Mentality in the chat right now. Shout out to Trap Mentality. Yoshi the Great. We got A-Train, my guy who is a mod in the chat. We got Coach Casper in the chat right now. We got another mod in the chat, Craziness in the building. We got Blaze Killer, C. Jeffrey, Tracy Nicole, who is a family member of mine that's in the chat, Black Jesus, Jared. We got a lot of people in the chat that's just going crazy, showing mad love. Jabri, Penelope, Desert Rat Gaming, Chachi, Supply Demand, Clyde226, not Mike. If you guys have my guy Eddie's emotes right now, spam the emotes. Oh, we got emo? What's an emo? Hey, my, hey, all these guys are making fun of me. I'm an old man. Sam, what, yes, what's yes. an emo, bro? Talk to me. So we got um, emotes is basically a, a, a way to celebrate in the Twitch world. Um, if you're following a channel, if you're sub to the channel, people can spam the emos. It shows a lot of love to the streamer. Who's and that? look, look. I oh, is that me? A, yeah, that's oh, you. That's your face man, right there. Oh, man, that's me. That is your face oh, right there. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> hey, who we got Who we got here in the chat? See, who we, we got, got Derek Carr. Uh, I don't got... know if that's really Derek Carr, but I'll take it. <laughs> is that Yoshi? Yoshi Yoshi in the chat with the Eddie emo? Yoshi's oh, in the chat. man, yes. look at us. T-Manga, Sylvia Oli, Mrs. Shocker, my wife Oh, in the chat. <laughs> shout out to the wife. Smart man. Yes, Smart yes. man. Oh, this is awesome, man. This is really cool. Like I said, this is something we've we've tried to do for a long time. We're finally getting there. We're finally getting to a place where we can do a lot more of this fun stuff, and, and we're really excited. And, and, man, before we get you out of here, we got to talk about next week, Yes. right? I, I know I don't want to, you know, harp on this week too much. This is going to be a tough couple days for this team, right? I mean, you go out and you put this type of performance together against a division rival in a game. And, look, I'm repeating myself, but in a game that you thought you were going to get the best version of who you are, and unfortunately that didn't happen. It's going to be a tough couple days. But we look ahead to next week. We look ahead to the Cincinnati Bengals. And the fact that this team gets to stay in Vegas, they're not getting on a, fl- on a plane yes. in the next couple days. They're staying here in Las Vegas. They're going to have a chance to sleep in their own bed and come back in front of this crowd a week from today and get this uh, get this ship headed in the right direction again. In your opinion, how important is it for them not only to win on Sunday, so a week from today, but to do it in a convincing way that gives these fans a chance to be like, hey, I know it was a rough couple weeks. I know Sunday was terrible. It was not good. It was not the best version of who we are in primetime. But we're turning this thing around. 
it's going to be really important. It's something that, you know, right now the fans are going to be down. They're going to be talking, okay, what do we have here? What product do we have here? It's going to be really important if we can turn this around on Sunday against a good Cincinnati Bengals team. A very good Bengals team. Coming off the bye, I might add. Coming off the bye. They're really good offensively. You got Joe Mixon, who is a great running back. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, great connection there. If we can come out and our defense, we could get Max Crosby going again, Mm -hmm. Yannick Ngakwe going again. If we could take advantage of some of the missed opportunities that we had today. I mean, we had a couple of opportunities for interceptions. Yeah. That, that, Kay- that Casey Hayward one was in yeah, the, the second half, yes, right? Yes. Trevon Morick. Yeah. There's a couple one. of them. There's a couple of so them. So we could turn that around, feed on this energy in the stadium. Abram says Ray, another good one. Yes. Feed on this energy and come out with a convincing win. It's going to look go- good going to that Thanksgiving game. You know, just, just the last thing before we get out of here, and, and I'm glad you brought up kind of those missed opportunities on defense. This was a very uncharacteristic Raiders outing on defense. Everything that we have seen from Gus Bradley's group, literally the past, what, nine, ten weeks, it felt like they were just building. They were building, they were building, and they were building. The defensive line was getting stronger and angrier and hungrier week after week. And to your point earlier, we just didn't see a whole heck of a lot of them today. We talked about those missed opportunities in the secondary. Casey Hayward, a vet, a stud. Nine times out of ten, he's coming away with that football. Yes. Right? Trayvon Merrick. Rookie, but still a stud. Nine times out of ten, he's probably coming away with that football. And when you are playing against a team led by Patrick Mahomes, a dude who is undoubtedly back. I don't know all the people that said, oh, he wasn't. Oh, I don't know where he went. He's back. He's back. He might have been napping for a few weeks, but he is back. He is wide awake. Oh, yes. you got to take advantage of those opportunities. You've got to take those points off the board and give Derek Carr and the boys a chance to go to go feast on the other end. you got to take advantage of the opportunities. We can't leave anything on the table against a great Kansas City Chiefs team. And, you know, we just failed to do that this week. Yeah, and but it's the beauty of every, any given Sunday, right? The boys will be back a week from today here at Allegiant Stadium take on Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Well, man, this was a ton of fun. And before we get out of here, I do this with all our guests. you got 30 seconds. Where can the people find you? 30 seconds of plugs, of plugs starting now. Let's go. If you want to see me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash RollShocker22. I also have a YouTube channel out, RollShocker22. Type it in. You'll find me. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, RollShocker22. Keep that in your head, RollShocker22. We're posting everyday, everyday content. You guys can find me, lovable RollShocker, big-time Raiders fan. Thank you guys for having me today. It's been a blast. This experience was a blast. And, Eddie, it's been awesome working with yeah, you. Yeah, man, this has been so much fun. Can we get, what's it called, emotes? Can I ask the people to do the emotes again? That was yes, fun. Yes, hey, spam Eddie's emotes one last time. Everyone in the chat, spam Eddie's emotes. Yeah, all the, all the video em. guys are loving this. They're loving, they're loving <laughs> old man Eddie. Like, oh, yes. there it is. Yes, yes, pop, there it pop, is. Pop, there pop, it pop. is. Look at all nice. Is, yeah, there we go. I guess Love it. Yeah, we got one in the tie, too, man. I'm oh, feeling yeah. good. So this was a lot of fun, man. Obviously, the game was not a lot of fun, but this brought my spirits up a little bit. Am I going to be down at the dumps tomorrow? Yes, I will. But this has brought me up a little bit. I, you know, we're going to be able to forge ahead. And like I said, man, this was a ton of fun. So for Eddie Pascal, my man, Roshocker22, Ray on the ones and twos, my man, Sam on the camera, everyone else at Silver and Black Productions who helped get this thing off the ground. Thank you, thank you, thank you. A big shout out to Katie and our uh, partnership department for also getting this together. This has been so much fun. I promise you guys this This is not the last time you will see us. This is not the last time we are going to be on this platform. We are very, very excited about the future. We are very excited about what we are going to do on Twitch and everything that we got cooking over the next, I guess, 10 weeks, but then headed into 2022. We got big plans, and we we cannot do any of them without you. So thank you, thank you, thank you, and we will catch you guys next week, same time, same place, following the Raiders game against the Cincinnati Bengals for our usual episode of the fifth quarter. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to the fifth quarter presented by Twitch. Make sure to download the Raiders mobile app and we'll see you next week. Karma Automotive, Forbes Magazine's most anticipated luxury electric vehicle. Karma Automotive is a luxury EV brand designed and manufactured in California. Proud sponsor and official luxury vehicle of the Las Vegas Raiders. Charge the motion beyond EV. Karma Automotive.